Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We're in Job chapter 15, looking at verses 20 through 26 in the New Living Translation. Eliphaz is still reprimanding Job for not accepting their counsel. The word reads, The wicked writhe in pain throughout their lives. Years of trouble are stored up for the ruthless. The sound of terror rings in their ears, and even on good days, they fear the attack of the destroyer. They dare not go out into the darkness for fear they will be murdered. They wander around saying, where can I find bread? They know the day of destruction is near. That dark day terrifies them. They live in distress and anguish like a king preparing for battle. For they shake their fists at God, defying the Almighty. Holding their strong shields, they defiantly charge against him. Again, this is Job chapter 15, verses 20 through 26 in the New Living Translation, which titles this, Eliphaz's Second Speech. I'll be back to share insights and we'll close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott. I am your host of 5 Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening. If you subscribe and follow, you'll know whenever a new episode drops. Also, why don't you drop me a line and let me know what you think of my podcast. Please follow and like 5 Minutes in the Word on Twitter and Facebook. Again, we're looking at Job chapter 15, verses 20 through 26 in the New Living Translation. And in this section... Eliphaz is basically telling Job, you are wicked and you deserve everything that you're receiving. You're suffering because of your wickedness. Eliphaz vehemently argues against Job's claim that the wicked often escape punishment. And that's something that Solomon also said. Instead, he says, the wicked man writhes in pain all his days. And he's insinuating, Job, only the wicked suffer as you do. You are suffering in great pain. Therefore, you must be one of the wicked. The sooner you confess this and repent of it, the better it will be for you. Job's friends uphold a strict belief in divine justice with no room for exceptions. In their view, the wicked suffer and the innocent do not. And we know that's not true, but that's their view. And remember, Eliphaz says, I have proof. I have, I'm telling you what I know myself. I'm telling you what I've seen myself. I'm telling you what the ancients have taught us what our forefathers have taught us. So he really, and he and his friends really believe that. And of course, we know people like that who are just as dogmatic with uh, the things that they believe, be it right or wrong. They believe it and no one's going to change their mind about what they believe. 
So his friends are saying, Job, you're guilty. You're guilty of something. You're suffering. That means you're guilty. Eliphaz spends the majority of his second speech trying to prove that point, hoping that Job will acknowledge his guilt and repent. But of course, Job has no guilt to acknowledge and uh, nothing to repent for. He asks God, are you punishing me for, uh, for sins of my youth? Because he knows that as an adult, he has done what uh, everything that was uh, prescribed for him to do by the, uh, under the law. While um, Eliphaz describes the suffering of the wicked in general terms, his description matches two of the tragedies that j destroyed Job's wealth, the death of his children and the loss of all his property. That was in the earlier chapters. Um, Eliphaz believes that these, tra these tragedies only happen to wicked people because they stretched out their hand against God and they op opposed God. So he's saying, Job, in your uh, speech that you just gave, you stretched out your hand against God. When you were telling God what you would tell him, if I you know, came face to face with you, God, this is what I'm going to say. So Eliphaz is saying, Job, you have kind of, you know, threatened God. You've raised your fist at him and shook your fist and said, this is what I want you to do, God. He argues that Job is suffering because he has defied God. He clearly is accusing Job of arrogance and defiance and of attacking God. His thinking is, according to everything I know, Job, according to my traditional beliefs and all the things I've seen, you are a hypocrite. You are you're only serving God because of his blessings. And remember, that's what Satan wanted anyway. He wanted to prove that Job is serving God for what God has done for him. And we praise God and we thank God for what he does for us. Um, and I'm going to read this from the New, the New International Reader's Version. Uh, let's see, it says, They shake their fists at God. They brag about themselves and oppose the Mighty One. They boldly charge against Him with their thick, strong shields. And this is what uh, Eliphaz is saying. He's saying, this is what you did, uh, Job, when you had that little that little uh, tirade, that little rant where you were uh, telling us what you would tell God, you actually sh shook your fist at God in a defiant way. But this is not a characteristic of Job. This is the description of an arrogant sinner who sins not knowing they're, they not uh, they sin and they know what they're doing is wrong. So they're sinning with a high hand as Matthew Henry says, and they run upon God, fight against him, and is defiant to him. And that is definitely not Job. He just wants, like uh, one of the commentaries says, he just wants his day in court. And I think Job said that himself. He wants a chance to just say, tell God how he feels. And I thank God that we serve a God that we can speak to, uh, like we're speaking to another person. With respect, of course, with awe, 
um, but you know, not in defiance, not threatening, but just talking to him. Like I talk to a friend when I'm frustrated, or when I talk to a friend when I feel love, or when I talk to a friend when I'm hurting. That's the kind of God we serve, one who's there, one who listens, one who hears, one whose heart is for us, one whose hands guide our lives. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. As we uh, study again, Job, a book that's uh, difficult to read, but we know that there is a happy ending. God, thank you for all that the, uh, the blessings. Thank you for your angel protection on us as we travel back from a funeral service. Uh, pray for the family. Comfort those who mourn right now, Father. Comfort their hearts. Um, pray for those who need you in special ways. There's so much going on in this world. And you're a big God. You're omniscient. You're omnip uh, omnipotent. You know everything that's going on. And we thank you in advance for blessing us keeping us, protecting us, providing for us, shielding us, being our strong tower. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for spending time in God's word with me. Be blessed.